Hey everyone, happy Saturday. Welcome to Faith, Coffee, and a Kid podcast. This is Sheree, and today I want to talk to you about money. So I'm going to get really real and really transparent about my own personal journey and give you some details that may kind of feel uncomfortable, but I think it's really important to be transparent. Um, I've been thinking a lot about money, savings, debt, and how to create margin in my own life. Um, I think the coronavirus is really making us think about money and just in life in a different way. Um, You know, with unemployment rates hitting unprecedented levels, all of us are thinking about, you know, taking care of our families. And as a single mom, you know, it's definitely at the top of my mind. Um, And I've had my fair shares of up and down up and downs with money. Um, I've been in a great place with money and had awesome credit scores and money in the bank. And then I've been in the trenches (laughs) with money when falling on some hard times or losing contracts. And there are certain, you know, debts that I'm still recovering from. Um, You know, when you make credit cards kind of a lifeline to buy groceries or just, you know, pay certain bills, it's not the best idea. Um, And, there are times where, you know, it's either like put that on charge or don't eat. And that's what I did. And, and I'm taking accountability for that. Um, you know, and as you know, I think a lot of shame comes with debt, you know, and it's heavy and it it makes you feel embarrassed. And, you know, none of us want to, um, have debt. None of us want to not have any money in savings, but there are situations in life where things do happen. Um, and, Debt really can make you want to just put your head in the sand. But if you keep your head in the sand, then you can never see the horizon, right? So this year, I decided to make a commitment to paying off my debt and to saving money so that I can create a margin and have a little bit more of a a peace of mind and also be able to invest in the things that matter to me, right? Like my daughter and my church and different causes and my friends and the people that I love. So I know that a lot of people are facing struggles um, with money and challenges. And, you know, I just wanted to just, I just decided to share my, my journey with you. And so there are some principles that I'm basing my financial journey on. And I want to give those to you. Um, One is acknowledgement. Two is my why or reason why I want to get out of debt. Three is accountability. And four, I'm really searching what the Bible says about money. And I think that anything that we do for it to be successful, if you're a Christian, you know, and for me, it's it's really about looking at God's principles, looking at the word and figuring out if my life is in alignment with that. And I definitely have known, you know, I've seen that in the past few years that my financial um, situation is really not in alignment with God. Um, so that is a really important guiding factor for me. And acknowledgement, <clears throat> the first principle, is just not being afraid to look at the numbers, right? And just making a plan. So for example, like I've had some old debts that, you know, I've paid some money on, but it's like, really, I haven't paid it off. And it's scary, right? It's scary getting all these bills and looking at them and thinking, wow, I only have so much here. Like, what am I going to do? And, um, 
after one evening, I just decided like, that's it. I'm just paying off this old debt. I'm getting it out of my life and decided to make an arrangement and not an arrangement where I was paying less, but just an arrangement to pay off the full amounts. So I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, the other, my why or reason, I think I've already said, you know, my daughter, um, and just creating that margin in our life so that we can do the things that we love to do together so that we can invest in our, our church and our, um, causes that are important to us. So we're able to, you know, give somebody a few hundred dollars if they need it, you know, cause I've been in that position and luckily I've had people who've come to, um, you know, give me money when I needed it. So that is really important to me. Um, three is accountability. And this is really just being accountable and taking a look at, you know, okay, like, even if I lost a contract, I'm still accountable. I need to be accountable regardless of the circumstances and, and, and acknowledging that and also being accountable for where my dollars are going. So I'm getting very um, specific about, you know, each dollar, like what is it going towards and being much more cognizant of my budget and writing those things down. Um, and you know, the other thing I was doing that I kind of got the idea from, um, the budget mom who is great. She's on Instagram, shout out to her, but she, um, does cash envelopes. And I started doing that. And that is actually a great way to keep track of your money. But right now, of course, everybody's just, using their debit card to be safe. So, but being accountable for those dollars and where they're going. Um, And then just, as I said, looking at what the Bible says about money. And one of the principles that really, I think is well known is Proverbs 22, seven talks about the the borrower being the slave of the lender and (laughs) how true that is, right? And so I don't wanna be in that position any longer. But there are so many other Bible scriptures that I will definitely um, be talking about as I continue with this podcast. And so what I want to do is maybe once a week or once every other week when I have an update, I want to do a podcast on my financial freedom journey. Because like I said, I want you all to be encouraged and hopefully motivated um, so that we're going through this maybe together, right? Um, So I'm going to give you a quick snapshot of my finances. This isn't, you know, all encompassing, but just to give you an idea. Um, So my my current debt looks like this. I have an auto loan of $17,891.62. I had a car for about, I don't know, eight, 10 years. And, you know, finally I had to just get a new car. So I didn't have a car payment for a really long time. So this was not something that I would have really chosen to do, but, you know, we have a safe car and that obviously is very important. Um, my credit card debt, active credit card debt was 1,331. And then the old debt is $8,473, which gives you, or gives me a whopping total of $27,748. And then when I look at that, I just, you know, it's a hard number to comprehend. Um, but a big portion of that obviously comes from the car debt. Um, so I get paid twice a month. I work one full-time job. I also work a part-time job and I have another source of income. So my total income for the month is $6,420. Now that may sound decent, but my rent is $2,000, um, which is ridiculous. I know. I, the thing is I live in a very high income state, like a very high 
cost of living state. So I've been living in my current house in a great neighborhood for about uh, six, seven years now. And I plan on staying here for four more years until my daughter graduates. The one reason why is I really wouldn't be getting a great deal if I moved somewhere else. Um, Apartments are very high. I live in a house. I enjoy my house. Um, And my landlord and I have an agreement that he actually will not raise the rent, um, you know, for the next four years, which is great. So I'm kind of in this position right now. Um, If I had to move, obviously I would. So then I have um, the car insurance, which is like, or the car payment, which is $436. My daughter does go to private school. I pay $710 a month for that. That will change because she's going to a new school, but it will still be about the same. Um, and then I have insurance, which is two seventeen a month. Utilities, which is about two hundred. Uh, life insurance, which everybody should get. I have mine for thirty dollars and nineteen cents. I got it years ago. It is great. It's a great policy. Um, and then I have my savings goals. And so my savings goals is I want to create an emergency fund by the end of this year for at least $1,000. My ultimate goal there is 2000 to cover rent, for example, if something would happen. And obviously, you know, just because I would hit that amount, I want to keep going. Um, I have a Christmas savings goal of $500 education of 800. Now that would be to cover like my daughter's tuition, but it's also for incidentals. Um, because you know, of course with private school, there's always something else that you're paying besides the tuition. Um, and then transportation. So next year she'll be catching a bus, which she's never done before. But of course, again, I have to pay for that. Um, one round, well, she'll be going one way. It's $1,200 for the year, you pay quarterly. So the goal is to pay $300 or to save $300 every quarter to pay that off. So let me give you an idea of what I paid off between April and May. So actually, I had two other credit cards that were $300 that were at their max. So that was another $600 added to the $1331. I have paid off the 1331 this month, along with the $600 in April. So basically my credit card debt, my active credit card debt is now zero. So I paid off 1931 in May and June. Um, So with the other debts, I made arrangements, as I said, for all that debt, that debt totals, let's see, $8,473. What I've done is I paid off in May or yes, it was May actually, like the end of May, like May 1st, I paid off $450 of that debt. Um, So my goal this month after May 22nd, when I look at the paychecks and how they fall, is to pay off one of the debts, which is $1,815. So if I pay off that debt, it will leave me with a remainder of $6,658. To be... Uh, fiscal. I, I'm, I'm d- debating on how I want to space this out. If I pay it off in a year, it would be five hundred and forty, five hundred and fifty-four dollars and eighty-three cents a month that I would be putting towards that debt to pay it off in a year. In seven months, which would be great, I would like to pay it off at the end of this year, 
would be $951. That is the ideal, but I always think that you should have um, a backup plan. So I'm going to be fiscally conservative and say $554.83 just because, you know, you don't know what will happen this year in the sense of, you know, with the coronavirus and things are just kind of up in the air. So my goal is to put $554.83 towards my old debt. Now for my savings goals, currently I have $685 saved up that I put in my emergency savings for May. This was great. Um, And what I'm going to do is try to put $100 towards it every month. To reach my goal of $1,000, I only need to put $100 in for the next three months and I should meet that. So that would be great. Now what I did do is I have, this sounds really like not much, but I have $10 automatically coming out of my checking account every week. And that is pretty much just a cushion. You know, I want to put that $100 every month towards it, but just to kind of keep it growing, um, that $10 is going to go in. That's 40 bucks a month. So that's an extra $40 um, a month. If by the end of the year, if I just keep putting that in in the next seven months, that would be $280 extra dollars. Um, So for education, I have a total of $200.18 saved. For me to reach my goal of $800 by December, I just need to put in $86 a month. For transportation, I have $100 saved. I need to um, put in $50 a month to reach to $300 by August. And for Christmas, I'm just going to keep adding to that. It's $25.00. So I'll be picking that up as time goes on. I'll probably be putting in about $25 every other week. Um, So once all this debt is kind of paid off, um, what I would like to do at the end of each month, or once I pay off those, like pay off my bills each month, I want to put extra money towards my car payment. The car payment is one of the things that I am totally not used to having, but like I said, it is a necessity. However, I'm going to try to put extra money towards that to pay that down sooner than the actual loan terms. Now, I also have some extra money coming in. I have a $180 refund on tickets to see Hamilton that I was going to take my daughter to for her eighth grade, um, one of her eighth grade graduations presents. Unfortunately, that has been canceled. So I will get a $180 refund on that ticket. Then the $400, I have a $400 check that should be coming. Um, It's from an account that I had with a job that I no longer work work with, and it just made sense to take the money out. So when I add those two, you know, extra income sources together, that's $580. So either what I'm going to do with the $580 is I might knock out two of my savings accounts goals. Um, which would be the emergency fund and then the transportation fund. Um, Or I may put it towards my debt, but I'm leaning more towards savings. You know, I do think it's really important right now to also pay yourself, to put that extra cushion in savings if you can. Um, You know, and one thing that I've learned is no dollar amount is too small. Um, I don't know if you all follow me on Instagram, but you know, we save our pennies, right? And like, there's this little jar I have in my kitchen 
that we just put change in. So this just comes from like maybe going to the store or just, you know, finding it in the couch. But it's such a little jar and it already has like 18 bucks in it. Doesn't sound like much, but what I'm saying is find money where you can. Um, So, you know, if you have 10 bucks extra a week, put it away. And that's what I'm doing. Um, So this is my very transparent kind of podcast for you all today about finances. I hope you find it useful. Um, I'm also using some of the tools that I created on HomeSuite Homebinders, and they've been really helpful. So I have like this whole savings binder thing, um, binder printables, shouldn't say thing, binder printables. And I've been using that and I'm going to continue to use that. Um, so please go over there, take a look at it if you get a chance. But I will post um, this podcast notes in the blog, which is faithcoffeeandakid.com. I hope you check it out. I hope you have a great Saturday. And if you're a mom, I hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day. And I will talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you.